Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Tai. Dumb Tip Music Station F104, Louise Ty here with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined on the phone all the way from Australia by Keith Donnelly. Good evening. A very good evening and a very good morning from Australia, Louise. How I are know. you? No, it's pretty early over there now, I think, isn't it? Well, half of my day is finished. It's about uh, <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, sorry, eight o'clock in the morning. So we've been up a few hours now. Wow, wow. So tell me, Keith, tell me about your closet that you do over there. Yeah, uh, so Keith's closet, um, it actually, the idea, I suppose, originated back in Ireland, the ways I've been working as a mental health nurse now uh, for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I, I always noticed uh, within the mental health industry was like that our patients um, literally came into our admissions unit, which is where I was usually based for a lot of that time, uh, with literally just a clothes on the back. A lot of our patients were involuntary, um, and as a result of their mental health, I guess, um, and their suffering, like their self-care uh, was often neglected. So I just thought like it was the perfect opportunity uh, for us to give like our patients a sense of look good and feel good, like by offering them like some really amazing clothing, um, often often brand new clothing or, or often like as good as new. Um, that lots of people from across um local community and for the field have actually donated from their own wardrobe. So I guess like me and you would have lots of mm. lovely items at home in a wardrobe that we no longer use. So it's an opportunity uh, for you to obviously do a wardrobe clear out, but at the same time also have a massive impact on somebody who isn't as lucky as us, I guess, like on someone like that may not be able to afford this incredible clothing that they've given. And was it difficult to set up in the beginning? Um, I have to say, uh, it, I had an amazing team here. I had a fantastic operations manager um, here at the time. He's now left the service. Um, well, Gareth like, was one of these guys. If he had an idea, absolutely go with it. He he loved the concept from the start, mm-hmm. um, and the wonderful thing was like that when I arrived at the hospital, um, they were literally doing a lot of education around reducing seclusion and a reducing restraint that it was having traumatic effects like on a patient's long term. So it was something that we did a lot of education around. So I guess the uh, the next step was to kind of locate an area where we could have this walk-in wardrobe for patients mm-hmm. to go. Um, not only a walk-in wardrobe, but it was it's a very, very special room where you go. Like it's got lovely positive affirmations. It's got its own fitting room as well where you can go and try your clothing on. Mm-hmm. So it was an old seclusion room, um, I guess. And um, I'd like to, uh, to no longer use a, a seclusion room and transform it into another space was a massive step like within the mental health industry like because a lot of hospitals are 
are nearly extending the number of seclusion rooms like that. They're very much in use, but we were hoping like to take it to another level. And uh, and and I'm always proved. Listen, there's a lot more that we can do for our patients, like as opposed to putting them into seclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this room, it was just perfect. It was like it's got a nice space for a walk-in wardrobe, and like I said, where the old ensuite room was is now a fitting room where, as I mentioned, the clients can go and try the clothing on and make sure everything fits perfect. It has a floor-to-ceiling uh, mirror, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful space like uh, for them to feel really special. Like, and probably one of the worst times of their life, I guess. Like, who wants to be in a mental health unit and be held involuntary there and not being able to leave? So, yeah, it's a step in the right direction. And what was the, the reaction to it when you initially opened those doors? Ah... Uh, Listen, there was a lot of, um, oh, Jesus, what's going to happen mm. here? And how long is it going to last? Are we going to be, are we going to be transforming it back into a seclusion room because we need it in a few months' time? So a lot of people were kind of hesitant that this was even going to succeed. Um, and then, like, you have your other side of it. Well, listen, let's just go with the flow and let's see what happens. But from a patient's point of view, um, I mean, it speaks for itself. Like a lot yeah. of the people who who have actually come through the doors now are, are leaving with the most amazing dresses for the ladies and shoes and handbags and jewelry. Like and for men then as well. Like it's the most amazing suits like that you may not be able to afford, or I may not be yeah. able to afford on any given day. Shoes, or if you're someone who who just enjoys like wearing track suits or or casual wear, there's something for everybody in this space. So. I think it's starting to gather ground now, like, and people are starting to realise that it's here for good and it's not actually going anywhere. So just embrace it and make a difference to our clients, whatever you can do. And is it something you'd like to bring back to Ireland eventually? I would 100%, Louise. Mm-hmm. When I was there, actually holidaying um, a few months ago, I was speaking to a few people, um, a few nurses. Like, I got a bit of media hype as well while I was there. I spoke at um, a college of in Dunleary as well. Like, and mm-hmm. this all just happened in the space like of a trip home. Let's say, like, nothing was planned, nothing was expected. I want to go home. I'm going to promote Keith's closet. Yeah. That was never the plan, but it worked out really, really well. Like, it got some exposure, um, mm-hmm. and and now I'm really ready, like, to speak to people who I feel and who I hope can actually make a reality because it is just a beautiful thing to have like in a mental health unit where you least expect it. And it must be nice for you as well to witness people coming down and getting the joy out of the simplest of thing that we're all kind of used to uh, having. Exactly that. Yeah. I mean, it's just genuinely blown me away like on so many accounts because a lot of the time, like I'm not actually on that unit. Like I work mm. as a community mental health or so I'm out and about and seeing my patients in their own homes but obviously just to keep it ticking over and to meet people who are making a donation and obviously see the patients who are um, that obviously receiving some beautiful stuff so I'm often down there floating in and out of the unit and, and it's been a few occasions now like that have definitely made me feel a million dollars like because I've just seen the small end of faces I had one guy who came in a few months ago now and and he actually chose like a three piece suit which oh. had been there for a couple of days and I matched it up with a short and tie and brown belt and shoes and he walked down the corridor with just a smile that I'll never forget as long as I live because 
he was just on top of the world, you know. He was like mm-hmm. me and you. He was a normal guy. He was, you know, like he couldn't have afforded to buy this suit like on any given time. And and it was like he just went into a tailor's and it was, it was inch perfect on him. And he says, Kate, I have to give you funny stories. Mm-hmm. So I was in next door in our other unit and, and three or four patients came up and asked me could they go home today because oh, they actually God. thought he was one of the doctors there, you know. Oh. I was telling the two was just laughed their heads off because it was just a beautiful moment like to kind of share with this guy and I also have a visitor's book as well like that I asked the patients to sign in like just to even say a few words yeah. how it made them feel and and, and and how it's kind of lifted our spirits or if they make any recommendations such as uh, you haven't got my uh, size in them shoes or need more shorts and jeans like so Feedback, I guess, as well, is obviously most important like, mm-hmm. that you're getting and you're trying to improve and obviously keep on top of everything. But, yeah, the feedback has just been really, really great, very, very positive. And, and yeah, like, there's absolutely, like, it should be in Ireland, like, it should be around the mental health units mm-hmm. um, around Ireland too, you know, because that's my hometown. That's where the idea originated from as well and and listen there's no reason why it can't be like it doesn't it doesn't cost anything to actually run like it just needs organization like a people to head up uh, to get a few volunteers in and someone to maintain it and yeah, that's I it like and the yeah i wouldn't think that'd be yeah. very difficult i think people would love to to help with something like that yeah, listen, it's such a feel-good factor. Like, when you see people struggle so much in any walk of life, and if you're that person who can make a difference, like, it's not, like, for your own pride, like, to feel, oh, look what I've done. I'm a uh, mm. fantastic individual. It's not that. Like, it's just to bring our patients or people in general to another space, like, and just make them have a have a good sense of themselves and, and feeling good. Yeah, and, of course, we've all been watching the fires over in Australia wiping out big sections of the place but you guys have been actually getting in and helping out yeah so there was um i work in a fairly big campus here in sydney um and and it was really strange actually how i got involved because i i have a good friend who i did some work with the prince of wales foundation uh last year like i'm a really really good friend and uh, for some reason like i became um a facebook friend mm-hmm. of of his friend. So, like, it was a guy who I never met before. I I seen a few of his posts on Facebook, and I thought, oh, he's a nice guy. You know, he seems like a nice lad. Um, and anyway, he, he had a Facebook page up uh, about three weeks ago, and, and it was an article that was done on his brother, who's a farmer down in an area called Cabargo, which is about five hours um, south of Sydney. Mm-hmm. And his... His poor brother, um, his his whole place, his whole farm was literally demolished by fire, um, an absolute tragedy as well. His neighbours like were killed in the fires as well. That literally just engulfed the father and son, like as they were trying to escape. Uh, the grandmother then, I think within about forty eight hours or so, had mm-hmm. a heart attack and died literally oh, from God. a broken heart. So there was just like this whole story going on and I thought to myself, oh my God, like if there's anything that I can do, like mm-hmm. because like a lot of people here in Australia, we wanted to help, but we didn't really know how. Yeah. So I thought, well, listen, if I can get like some clothes or sort of drummed up or run some sort of campaign that will help or, or just aid in, in any way possible, well, sure, I'll give it a go. So like a lot of things with Facebook, I guess, like the other 
hit the big time or else they don't really take off at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny enough, the reaction to my post on Facebook was absolutely mind-blowing. Um, I had to get, obviously, uh, I had to go ahead for my bosses at the hospital to kind of say, listen, I'd like to do this like on behalf um, of us, like the people here and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So they said, yeah, listen, go ahead, like see how it goes. And oh my God, Louise, I, I never would have been able to plan um, what happened? Or, or, yeah. or, or, I, I was just literally mm. inundated with stuff. Like we had um, three drop-off points, one at the hospital, one at my house, and one at Philip's house, who's now my long-term friend, obviously. <laughs> um, and we were just inundated with stuff. Like the post just kept getting shared and shared and shared. And what was happening was, like, if you shared it, say, for example, on your page, all of a sudden, like, you came a drop-off point for your friends or your local community. So things wow. were just building and building. And I had a girl, like, who literally um, was out there messing me with a video of um, of the amount of collections that were coming in. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, every time she opened her front door, there was at least another 15 bags on her doorstep. That's she amazing. Was, like, she, yeah. It was just incredible feedback. But it not only went... Um, or it was only closed, like, so we were linking in, like, with the rural fire service down there, um, and we were speaking to the evacuation people and the fire chiefs, and mm-hmm. we just wanted to know what they actually needed, like, as opposed to us saying, this we've got just turning up a truckload of toiletries yeah. coming down, <laughs> and, 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 and you can do what you want, well, they've already got four trucks of toiletries down yeah. there, so we were literally going on, on what their needs were, like, and, yeah, I mean... The money that's been raised, there's millions being raised everywhere, but I genuinely needed the help here and now. So I just thought, well, uh, whatever we can do to help, we'll go ahead and, and organise. So it literally went from clothes to toiletries to pet food to the generators to camp beds to tents to you name it. Like if you kind of visualise yourself being in a similar situation, what mm. you might need at that time was donated by so many generous people and the thing is as well is like that when uh, the drop-offs were being done say for example then it was all building up and we were thinking oh my god like where's it going to go now and how's it going to get from A to B and what I have to say over the course of the day or two like there was just people coming in from all angles wanting to help oh yeah like I want a a truck company or I have friends who own a truck I have someone that owns a warehouse so there was just so many key people like that turned up to help out and assist and, and made it all possible, basically. Um, and at home, even in my own place, like the double garage was absolutely jammed to the rafters. But the families came out, like my own family were heavily involved, my wife and, and three children, like just found it like as a fun thing to actually deal with other families as well, like that came from the local area. A local soccer team, and and there was just like a sense of community that like would really remind you to home as well, I guess, where the chips are down, like and the orders just like get together and just make things happen, mm-hmm. and we literally walk to the edge of the air to make a difference. Like and there's been a really really good sense of that over here over the last while with the crisis that's still ongoing. Yeah, exactly. Because everybody here, like you're saying, was trying to find a way they could help or donate, or there was always people were trying to come up with ideas and ways to do that and as you said yeah. people get together and they they make stuff happen i suppose 
Absolutely, Louise. Listen, there was no experts here. Mm. Um, it's not something that I've ever ever done in my life. Jesus, I'd absolutely do it again because it was it was so fulfilling to uh, be able to actually do something to generate a bit of interest and roll up the sleeves and get stuck in. Like, and that's nearly what happened. Like in every situation, like if a car literally pulled up irrelevant of age or gender oh listen here's a bag of stuff or here's this and here's that like they weren't just dropping off like a lot of them were just parking their car rolling up their sleeve and saying well what can we do here like how can we help you know um and and it just turned into a kind of unplanned regimental organized like thing like it was just amazing to actually watch like and see and and the feedback like from people that they just got such a sense of of being able to help those like who are very very vulnerable at this time was just so satisfying for them yeah when you have something to give that you can it's always nice to be able to isn't it really it is Louise. like Mm. it's just a great thing to do because i mean like the country is is literally on fire like and has been for some time now and um and lots and lots of people are just unsure how they can help because a lot of the areas now like would have um a lot of road closures i guess as well like you mm-hmm. can't just say oh well listen i gotta go down to such and such an area and i gotta rock up with a van load and stuff because you literally won't be allowed in like no. and you're putting yourself and others in danger then as well when you're only trying to help but yeah like it needs to be planned in that sense that uh you, you know, like it needs to be a safe area where yeah. you're going you to. Know you need to be engaging. Yeah, yeah 100%. Stay safe, you know. And you were talking about the Irish community earlier. Tell us about yeah. that in Australia. It's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> I listen, we're like family over here. Mm. Honestly, God, like, does uh, some people even, like, I met a girl last night um, and a boyfriend who were holidaying here um, at this moment in time. Um, and they're literally sort of over here on a year visa. Now, She's a girl like that, I, yeah, like I would have known, like in college, and obviously would have said, hello, how are you? Yeah. But like, once you come to Australia, it's like, oh my God, you're my best friend, and <laughs> let's catch up, and let's talk, and let's see how you're doing, and and it's anything that you can help with while you're here, like, absolutely tell me, and get me involved, and so there's a real sense of family over here, we're a long way from home, mm-hmm. um, and I also built uh, really good links with the Irish Support Agency, who are a fantastic support over here for all the Irish or anybody who might be linked in some way to an Irish citizen. So they offer massive support, Louise, if you if you sort of come upon hard times and that, like, they will help you out. I actually was knocked down, like, a couple of years ago off my bike and I found myself out of work for a month. Mm. And they literally came along. They supported the family. They paid our rent. They paid our groceries. Mm. It was something, honestly, God, I was absolutely blown away because it might have been the difference, like, with us returning home yeah. and, and with the difference of us actually staying in Australia. That's, That's fantastic, how, isn't it? it? It was just incredible, the way. So we're building really, really good relations and they're very supportive to Keith's Closet and vice versa. So they be sending lots of people their way who are experiencing difficult times. Absolutely. And how can people find out more about Keith's Closet and what you're up to? Yeah, so I have a Facebook page, and um, obviously Keith Closet on on Facebook. So jump on there, send me a like, send me any any sort of comments that you like or ways that I can improve. But I have uh, some videos up there, I have some photographs up there, 
and also some um, reviews by actual patients who who have used the clothing from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on Instagram as well, so Keith's Closet Official um, as well. So like I said, jump on there and send me a, a hello. Um, and, and if anybody has the power to bring it to Ireland, I'd say please get in touch because it's something that I'm really, really passionate about. And like I said earlier, like I think it should be in any and every mental health journey because it really brings our patients to another level. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having a chat with me today. Louise, thanks so much for having me on. I really enjoyed speaking to you and the very best of luck with everything. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.